Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's no place like the cube. Hey, I'm Adele. And I'm Anna. And we are ACAD Productions. Get ready to nod your head and laugh out loud as we bring an unfiltered perspective to black life in predominantly white spaces. So, welcome to the head nod. Season one, Black Life at a PWI. In a PWI, where the vibe's kind of rare. I'm a black soul standing strong, I swear. Mm -hmm. Different faces, spaces I navigate. Mm -hmm. Shining my light, Mm -hmm. I gotta elevate. Microaggressions try to bring me down, but I rise, wear my melanin crown. Diversity, strength, and unity we blend. Uh Black at a PWI, we're here to ascend. Learning and growing, breaking the mode. Stories untold, but our voices are bold. Through challenges and triumphs, we strive. Black excellence in our hearts, and our hearts abides. Yeah. Oh, ChatGBT! So today, ACAD Productions brings you another awesome guest, someone who is one of my favorite people. So a little bit about her. Her name is Dr. Cassandra Dunbar. She is the creator and host of the award-winning wellness podcast called Be Well, Sis. should definitely check it out, like for real. In her quest to achieve holistic wellness, she noted that Black women are often alienated in wellness spaces despite suffering the worst medical outcomes compared to their peers. Cassandra launched her podcast in order to address this lack of inclusion. And since its debut in 2020, it has been recognized by Apple Podcasts as new and noteworthy and ranked among the top 10 alternative health podcast and top 200 of all Apple podcasts in the United States. Its global audience garners thousands of monthly listeners and has earned features in publications such as Ebony, Traveler, Forbes, and more. We always ask all of our our guests to tell us their name and the name of their school and what the call out may have been, like whatever the school's chant or something may have been, like how you go by. Like Mm. for Penn State, we say we are. And for Anna, y'all say... D-U? We don't have one. Okay, so my name is Cassandra. I went to Montclair State University, and it is a very small state school. It's bigger now, but if you're not from Jersey, like, you probably never heard of it. Um, We don't have a state call-out. MSU? I don't know. 
We're going to go with that. <laughs> just, just make it up then. We're going to go with that. Real? There we go. Yeah. Put your heart into it. Let it come from your toes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Isn't that you? Yeah. Okay. We're going to go, we gonna go with that. We're going to go with that because why not? So, yeah. Why not? <laughs> That's, That's what we do, Anna. If people don't have one, just make one up. Like, Yo, whatever. We're here for that. <laughs> There isn't one until there is. And now there is. So first question, what made you want to go to MSU? Um, (laughs) If I'm being really, really honest, um, they offered me the most money to go there. So I was a first generation um, college student. We didn't have much money. Um, I really wanted to leave state, but the financial aid packages weren't hitting. And my family really couldn't help. So I went to MSU because... Um, they offered me the most um, to attend, as well as they were really diverse. I wanted to leave the state because I grew up in a very white neighborhood and I'm like, I need to see my people. Um, And I wanted to go to like a city. I really wanted to go to Philly um, to go to Temple, but it was too expensive. So I ended up picking Montclair, not only because of the financial situation, but also because they were really big on diversity. Um, so I figured if I go there, um, at least I'll be around different people, people who a look like me and also just different people from all around the world. Like they're really big on diversity. So I decided to go there. So is that what you found when you got to campus? Was it diverse or was that just the brochure? No, they, <laughs> they were really about it. They were very, very much about it. Um, it was a very diverse place. They, um, I think before it was cool, DNI was really on heavy on their agenda. And it really was diverse. We had people from, of course, um, a lot of Middle Eastern people, a lot of people from India, a lot of African students. Um, yeah, it, it really was diverse. And then, of course, they really heavily recruited um, in majority Black cities in New Jersey. So... We were from all over the place. So, yeah, they, they did that thing. Shout out to y'all at MSU for actually being about it before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. So what did you study? What did you study at MSU? Biology. Biology. And I loved that. Typically, the STEM courses don't have too many of us, but my classes, like, we were in there deep. Um, so, which was great because whenever I had, I wasn't shy to form a study group and to, you know, outside of class and our, our labs were were so fun. Um, yeah. So it was a good time overall. So it wasn't like a traditional PWI where right. there are an overwhelming number of white folks. Is that like, it was pretty balanced. It was, you know what? I think for whatever reason, the science department really had a lot of black and international students. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the business situation was different because my roommate, she was at the she studied business and her situation was different. She was one of the few black kids in the class and she she didn't feel comfortable like expressing like her struggles, you know, upperclassmen woes like you're in like the heavy classes now. And it's like she felt alone. I did not. I had my people with me. Um, yeah. So I, I had, a I think, a unique experience. I think that's something worth kind of mentioning too. two things, because a lot of times when we talk to folk about what made them go to a PWI, they're like, well, I want to go to a space that looks like the world around me, you know, like where where it might be, you know, more white people kind of have being the yay or naysayers as you progress through life. Whereas your experience, you grew up predominantly in like a white 
environment. Mm -hmm. You're just looking for something different, like just diversity. And you were able to still find that at a PWI, which is really dope. And then I was going to also say, it's interesting, Anna, we should look into even talking more in general about majors, because you're right. Sometimes depending on what field you're going into, that can vary on like who looks like you and who doesn't, because I wasn't a biology major. I was a comms major. Um, but I have friends who were bio majors and they were deep. They were, they, that is where you saw like a lot of the black students were those science majors, um, you know, overall there. And then you saw like a few in business comms was yes or no, depending on where you went with communications. If it was like PR and marketing, it would be like probably more of the white folk. Whereas like broadcast would be more of the black folk. Like you, you could see mm-hmm. the split. That's definitely mm-hmm. something worth kind of pointing out. <laughs> It wasn't enough of us to split, okay? It didn't matter what major <laughs> you was in at Drake University. You, was just you were the only one, okay? I don't care what you was talking about. But I think in larger schools, I think that could absolutely be the case because you do spend a lot of time in your major. Um, yeah. When you get to a certain point, right? You're just always in your college, your specific college. So I do think it's a question we should ask for sure because I think it, yeah. the experiences could vary. So tell us about when you first got there, Cassandra, and were able to like be in this environment. What was that experience like for you now walking on campus for the first time? Um, it was okay. So let me give you more backstory to Montclair State. So they had oh, a we love backstories. A little bit of a backstory. So they <laughs> had because they were so big on diversity, they had the um what was the program called? It was called EOF. Um, Educational Opportunity Fund, I believe. So majority Black and Latino students would actually come on campus like a little bit earlier just for us to get acclimated to being in that space because they really wanted to make sure that if we came in that we actually crossed the the graduation, the finish line, right? Um, So I actually got to meet a lot of people before we were actually, the whole campus started or opened up. So I met my roommate first um, and my roommate was also part of that. She's from um, East Orange. Um, so it was great. And actually all three of us, those three of us in the art in our dorm, it was a girl from, a Cuban girl from, I forget what city she's from. But anyway, so we all met each other the same day. And this was before the campus actually fully opened. Um, so it was good to just like get used to being in that environment, um, getting comfortable being on campus away from everything that we were used to and just getting to know each other. So they really wanted us to like meet each other, form a connection before it really started. So it was great for me because I come from a really strict West Indian household. It was nice just like getting some freedom. So I was like, yes, I have arrived. I ain't got no rules. I make my own rules. It, w- it was amazing. Like my freshman year was so great because I was doing like gen ed classes. So it was like, you know, real easy just to get my toe wet. So I was having a ball. <laughs> I love that they were intentional about centering y'all experience and, and y'all having time to to meet each other and be on campus mm-hmm. together. I really love that. That's dope. They didn't do that yeah. at Drake? No, nah, we didn't get it. No, nah, we didn't get in early. You heard, um, we just came and found everybody. Um, <laughs> we were little brown specks in a, in a sea of people. It was quite easy. <laughs> like, yeah. okay, we see another one. You know what I'm saying? We, we did Where's something Drake? similar. Uh, Drake is in Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, Iowa. Wow. Are you from yeah. Iowa? Uh-huh. 
No, oh. no, Cassandra, no. I'm from okay, Chicago, so. Southside. It was a huge culture shock situation. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's put our hands on our heads. It was oh. wild. <laughs> it was immediate distress. I'm was sorry, immediate I got stressed out. I think I'm she said, wow, oh, my. Okay, so you left Chicago to go to Des Moines, Iowa. I oh. did, I did. I did, and then I went to Ithaca, New York, two years oh, after same. two years. Wow. Yeah. What made you choose yeah. Des Moines? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I, now I'm curious. No. <laughs> this is what happens when you have podcasters on as guests. You see, they, <laughs> they become the, the, <laughs> they, the way a guest for a second, and they become a host the next minute. No, but for real, I. Uh, I chose Drake. They had a great communications program. They also gave us a good financial aid package. Hello. Mm-hmm. And then the the Black Student Union, when I came to visit, they were so welcoming. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, this, I could probably do this. You know what I'm saying? With this type of support. So yeah. it was a few reasons. But child, after those six years of PWIs, I ran myself back home. Okay. I ain't <laughs> left Chicago since. <laughs> Got it. But no, I was going to say, like, we did something similar, but I also recall FIGS, freshman interest groups. So they brought us on, like, two or three days before the upperclassmen got there, and we got to meet each other and, like, intermingle and stuff. I agree. I think that goes a long way, too. But I was going to ask, like, you weren't far from home. Like, that felt good to still, you still felt free, it sounds like, what you were saying, like, you were were close, but far enough. I was very close. I was home almost every other weekend. Um, like I was maybe 45 minutes from home. So, but I just felt like, yeah, I was, I was right there. (laughs) Um, but I just didn't have that freedom, just that autonomy to just like get up and go whenever I wanted to, without having to ask permission and like curfews and all of that stuff. I wasn't really doing too much, but still it just felt good to have that freedom because there was no such freedom in my home. It was church (laughs) and school and that's it. So what did you get into on campus? What was MSU like? Is it a big sports school? Is it a big is it like a liberal arts situation? We got plays. What was what was going was on at MSU? Very liberal arts and they had a ton of there was a lot of stuff. The SGU SGU? SGA, excuse me, um, really ran things. They had so many things to do, like different clubs and stuff. What did I get into? Um, I told you, so because I grew up in like a predominantly white um, environment, I was trying to, where are my people at? Like, what are you guys doing? I want to like meet y'all and like mingle with y'all. So um, I joined the Caribbean Student Union, the Black Student Association. Um, I don't know how I met the um, the Dean of Students, but he like wanted to bring back the NAACP on campus and he like forced me to start that. So I was part of the NAACP for a couple of years. Um you name so tell it. Me about, I, tell us about that. Yeah, you started well, the NAACP and, chapter. Yeah, so we revived it. Why did you want to bring it? Why did you, um, was that I, I forget. I forget what happened, but for whatever reason, there was a chapter on MSU um, campus, and then it just fell apart. And he was like. Let's revive this thing. So I'm like, okay. So it was me and my best friend at the time. She is um, Persian. She was Persian. And she was like, all right, well, let's do it. So we 
got the situation going back up. And my favorite thing that we did, we worked with a charter school in uh, downtown Newark where we like would help the the teacher's assistants like and we like did like programs for the kids so we would talk about like stuff like for the eighth graders we did like hygiene talks self-esteem talks and this was all part of like the NAACP funding I believe the woman who started the charter school had some affiliation with the dean of students so that's how we ended up working with them but a lot of stuff with the kids, really, and um, back to school drives, make sure that they have all their supplies and things like that, and try to get their parents more engaged in their education. So we did some uh, activities there. And then during voting time on campus, we made sure that everybody um, who was of age um, was signed up to, to vote and knew where to go and all of those things. Um, so that was really fun. Um yeah, so he, you was he busy. I'm gonna back. say that you you were very busy on campus. <laughs> you was out there. You was like, I'm gonna do in a way, huh? yeah, in a way, because like like I said, I came from a very sheltered environment in a, in a place where I didn't want to be involved too. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So because I was there, and everybody was just for the most part, it was if you lived on campus, there was very much a divide because it was it is very much a commuter school because. It's like in northern New Jersey. So a lot of the students, I think the majority of the student body actually is from New Jersey and they just come and go. They come to their classes and then go back home. So the students who lived on campus became real tight. Um, so, yeah, we I, I try to be busy as much as possible. I'm just like, listen, I'm not going to be carefree. Before you know, it's time for me to get a job. So let me just enjoy it while, while I can. <laughs> let me do what I can while I can. Yes, I feel that. What about Greek life? Was there a Greek life community? Did, or did you join? What What's going I on there? I did not join. So there was, so I think when the Greek life really didn't pop off until I was like maybe a junior or so is when like the 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 black H, the black um greek life came to the campus they were there but not really strong um but by that time i was like really into my major and i didn't have time and they looked miserable people who were like crossing and something like oh i can't do that but honestly that's one of the things that i i kind of wish that i tried um cuz i realize now that people really are still really tight with their line sisters and stuff um, I sat in on an information session um, for the Deltas, but I was just like, I ain't got the time to be doing all this stuff and keep my grades together. So I'm like, mm, I'm not going to do it. But yeah, there was a Greek presence on campus. They threw most of the parties. Most of the good parties were thrown by the um, the Q dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love me a good Q party. <laughs> yeah. I forget oh, the name of their punch. Um, What's the name of they punch? Was it? Jungle That's probably juice? a reason I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's something else. It's something else. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something else. <laughs> mm, yeah, and it's a reason I can't remember. That's for real. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's I think it's interesting that you went to school so close to home, and then you ended up doing work in the community, pretty much of where you lived. Um, so did you stay in that area after school too? Did you, or did you move no, away from No, I didn't. So the area that I'm, the, where we did community service really wasn't the same neighborhood that we did community, that I'm from, um, that I grew up in, I should say. I did not. I ended up moving to North Carolina for a bit before I went to medical school. Um, my mom ended up moving to North Carolina and 
after graduation, I was like, the money that I was making at my job was not enough for me to take care of myself. So I'm like, I need to come back home because I am broke, broke. So I moved to North Carolina. So I didn't stay there much longer at all. And how did your friend turn out? You said you had a friend that was like kind of struggling. Were you guys able to kind of support each other? I know she was like a business major, but like, how did that turn out? Yeah. I really couldn't support her in her studies because she's she's an accountant now, CFO now. But um, I just tried to encourage her. And it's funny because she met up with a girl she went to middle school with who ended up going to our school. And they became really tight because they were the same major. Um, So, again, we see each other. So she held her down. Um, and she's been able, she's, she's fine. She, she passed, she went out to go get her master's and yeah, that's still my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Have you found that you've kept or have you kept the relationships that you formed at MSU till today? Yes. Um, so my roommate, my college roommate is my best friend. Um, we said that God put us together on purpose because yeah, that's my person. That's my children's godmother. Like that's my person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that's that. That's so special. Yeah. <laughs> when we met each other, it was like we had always known each other. Like that, I told you I always went home. So she was coming home with me. I would be like, Mom, this is my roommate. <laughs> she spent the weekend with us. And Mom's like, all right, cool. And it just was <laughs> like that. Like my mom went shopping for me. She went shopping for her. Like brought us all groceries and stuff like that. So, yeah. So I wanted to ask you, in in coming to college, were there any new songs or even predominantly white songs that you may have learned or type of music that you got inundated with while going to school? Like what's some new music you learned there? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I'm from Jersey. What is that one bar song? Oh, halfway, halfway there. there. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I felt like it was going to be either that or Sweet Caroline, but I didn't want to say that. I was like, I'm going to let her figure it out. I was like, it's one of those two. Sweet Caroline. Yep. (laughs) Yep. So, was that your first time kind of hearing that once you kind of you got to school? This sure was. So what was that? What was that like? Just like hearing Literally. it all the time. What was that experience? For me, it was the first time I went to like a bar and everybody broke out in a song. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> um, everybody singing yeah. Bon Jovi. Everybody. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm like looking around, like, what is this? Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was definitely my first time, and I was just shocked. And after that, I was like, all right, well, this is yeah, I jam, and let me learn it too. <laughs> Right. I'm all in now. I'm I'm all in. Yes. (laughs) And it's a good song. It is. It's not a bad song. It is. Not a bad song. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. And then, Cassandra, we have another segment where we want to know, like, was there ever a point in time that you wanted to click your heels and just go back home where the experience wasn't what you thought it was going to be and you wish you could just be like Dorothy and Wiz mm. and, and tap back home? He's on down the road. He's on, He's down, on down the road. 
Um, yeah, some weekends. I feel like when I hear about other people's college experience, like the weekends were popping. The weekends were not at my school um, <laughs> because it was such a commuter school, right? Um, mm-hmm. So during those times, I was just like, oh, this is this is really whack. Um, it felt lonely, especially if like all of my friends who, um, like all of my black friends went home, like it felt very lonely. Um, so yeah, those will be the times that I'm just like, all right, this is not fun. Um, yeah. Did you have a vehicle? Well, like in my chemistry So I did my freshman year and then I got into a car accident, was totaled. So I had like two years where I didn't have a car. So that's why it wasn't so easy for me to go back home. The train still would have took me there, but yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And then also during my chemistry classes, um, my chemistry classes, yeah, like all like the chemistry physics classes, those were, I was like one of a few um, people who looked like me in that class. And it felt very lonely, not only because those subjects like were so hard. I wanted to quit school altogether because of those for me. And then like, I'll never forget this one girl who was sitting next to me. I'm just like, and we got our test back. And I happened to look over. She got like an A. And I got like a D. It was like my first D. And I'm just like, I don't understand. And she's just like, she's from Russia. She was just like, we did this in eighth grade. I'm like, this is this is easy. I'm just like, well, can you help me? <laughs> like, right. help me. Break it down for yeah. me because I don't get it. And then she's just like, I don't even study. This is so easy. I'm like, all right, well, I'm a dumb dumb. I need to vote. All right, sis. <laughs> <laughs> she could have still helped you. I don't even need to study. Okay, tell Period. me what I'm doing wrong then. Period. Yeah. <sighs> so I was just like, all right, well, this is terrible. And I had to like, yeah. go find some upperclassmen to help guide me a little bit. Did they have tutoring groups or anything like that? They did, but I didn't really like partake in the tutoring sessions because oh, this this may sound, I'll be honest. A lot of the kids who were tutoring, they were like foreign and they just were moving too fast for me. The accent, I couldn't pick it up. It felt like it was another professor. So I was like, you know, let me just struggle by myself or struggle with other people. A collective. So, yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I went through something similar. That's why I was asking because, like, I hate math. Like, ew, yuck, Same. barf. I cannot stand math. And Same. I remember taking, like, a computer science class. Like, I had to take it. And it's just like, it was such a struggle. Like, I just could not get it. Like, I could not get it. And I remember going to the library and trying to do tutoring and still, like, I just could not get it and hearing people be like, oh, we did this in third grade or second. I'm like, well, I'm sorry that my education system did not teach me this. Right. And how would you say that, too? Like, okay, well, good for you. Good for you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have those moments where, like, when you first got there, when they were like, look to your left and look to your right, you don't know who's going to be here at the end? Because I feel like those moments where you're struggling in class, you're like, am I the one that they were looking to? Oh, no. Yeah. I'll go back to my room and be like, yo, I, I'm, I am the one. Like, I'm about to just pack my bags because, oh, man, I'd rather leave up my accord than be kicked out. Cause, that part, yeah. yeah I was yeah. stressed. Yeah, and Kashawn's like, girl, get it together. Like, you if you don't go back to that damn library, don't come back here. Like, until that library's closed. Um, so that was helpful. Just having each other to, like, 
stop playing. Go sit down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Go call somebody. Um, I had a cousin who graduated from um, that school as well. So I would, you know, text or call her every once in a while and be like, like, tell me what to do. Like, what pages do I need to be studying right now? Because I don't get it. So that was helpful. But, yeah, That's was, good, though. It kind of forced you to tap into additional resources, you know, in a mm-hmm. way to kind of help you get through and be, you know, find a way to be resourceful, which is which yeah. is awesome. And that was the first time I had that. I did not have that before. Um, growing up where I did and how I did, it was just every man for themselves. Um, I was not part of those cliques to study together or whatever. So it was nice actually having community for the first time. Yeah, I was going to say, it really sounds like you really found your community, which is what you were looking for, which was community there, which is awesome. Yep. yep. That's yep. great. And who knew I'd find it at that small state school? Um, <laughs> You manifested it. It came to you. Right? Amen. You att- yes. You attracted it. You attracted yes. it. Yes. <laughs> um, I have a question. How did you know? How did you know? So our other segment is literally the opposite of the last one. Like that moment kind of similar to what you were talking about, like where the, I can do this. This is for me. Like when you got to campus and you really enjoyed it, you could see yourself finishing through. Was there a moment where you kind of looked out and you can recall kind of saying that to yourself or seeing that moment for yourself? Hmm. A particular moment. I think, honestly, just the first few days before the campus actually opened up, and just seeing a sea of black and brown faces who were like just as eager as I was to learn something and to become something or somebody was when I felt like really positive and energized about the the journey. Um, after that, I would get my little dips <laughs> where I was like, oh, I'm not so sure about this. Is there anything else about your college experience that you felt was really special, like really that really stands out to you? The, I think the thing that things that stands out to me the most was the little tribe that we made amongst ourselves really pushed each other to to see this whole thing through. Like we'd constantly remind each other like we're here for a purpose and we have to figure it out. A lot of us, if not all of us, were the first ones to go to college from our families. So it really meant a lot for us and for our families. We got to like kind of meet each other's like parents or people who are their their caregivers. And we had to remind each other, like, yeah, this is hard and there's gonna be distractions and but you have to put your head back, like put put your head back on straight and, and finish through. Um mm-hmm. Some people had like children in the in during our, our our time at school, but we're like, okay, like it happens. You can take a pause, but you have to finish. There's no such thing as quitting. And we would have those tough conversations with each other. If people's grades started to slip, like we were very transparent about GPAs and like, yo, you wildin', what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. get up, go to class. Um, I have not seen you. Why? Um, so that was for me, a really special part about my experience. And I feel like that may not necessarily be universal, but I was really grateful to have that little family to keep each other accountable because we knew that this was really important. I love that. I love having the accountability partners because you do want to 
see your little community make it through so that on graduation mm-hmm. day y'all are all standing there with each other and have that yep. moment. Yep. 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 And we've heard this theme through all of the stories that we've heard from folks is that we find each other and we create our own little Family. Communities, our own little mm-hmm. families uh, yeah. in these larger institutions. No matter what the circumstances, we find each other. Yeah. Do you feel like that yeah. helped you once you kind of got out of there? And especially going into the medical profession, which I'm sure you faced a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like that helped you or even still helps you to this day? Like, Yeah, I, I, I carry that through. Um, when I got to medical school, I found us. And I'm like, all right, we're going to figure this out together. We're going to finish this together. And if I know something, I'm going to share it with you and vice versa. Like, we have to hold each other down. If you don't see me in class, come knock on my door and I'm going to do the same for you. Like, we have to do this together. And I think that has that's been just my, my life story. Um, I don't know if MSU is what created that, but that's just how it's been. Whenever I got to work, if I see you look like me, like, we're going to be okay together. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's our, we become our, each other's support system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cassandra, you, we know you got a pod. We want to support you, amplify it. Please tell all the good people where they can follow you because they need to be tuned in to, to your work. Yes. Yes, yes. Thank you. So my podcast is called Be Well, Sis. It is a wellness podcast that centers Black women. Um yeah, so join in. The conversations are very laid back. Um, hopefully you learn something, but it's not like preachy. It is not like you're in class either. It is really heartfelt conversation with really dope women. So tune in. You'll learn something. You'll laugh. You might cry. All of those things. And it's All available wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> yes. And I must say, Cassandra is such a natural host that it just kind of feels like she's saying the things that you're thinking. Like... She'll have a guest and I'm like, she should ask this. And then she'll ask it. Like, she's just like in all of our heads. Like, it's a really fluid and calm show. I was a fan before I met her. So I was glad to meet her so that I could, you know, meet the person with the podcast. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I appreciate you. (laughs) Of course. You know, I love you. You're awesome. (laughs) You too. (laughs) Well, thank you for being on our show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I have so many questions for Anna. Anna, I'm gonna have to have you on the podcast and just talk about your time in Des Moines. <laughs> <My brain laughs> just, like, the wheels are just spinning. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> have you healed? Are you healed from Des Moines? Are you healed? <laughs> Be well, sis. Be yes. well. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Head Nod Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on the Cube app and at DCP Official Across Social. Family, follow my sis Adele at I am Adele Coleman across all socials. And follow the coolest to ever do it, Anna Deshawn at Anna Deshawn on all socials. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really dig it, leave a rating and a review. Keep nodding your heads with us. Until next time, this is the Head Nod. <laughs>